This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Go to magicspoon.com slash TMS and grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code TMS at checkout to get free shipping. Coming up on TMS, Zoe Bacon Identification Device. Vaping in the boys' room. Funny makes no... Whoops. Funny makes mo money. The name is Lud. Ned Lud. It's probably the most used surface on your body. The adventures of Lois and Frank. Grab your tongue and pull. Steal from the witch, give to the poor. Can I get a quadruple, triple, quadruple, double cheeseburger, please? The burniest of all whiskeys. The corn palace is real. Sex worther. Uh, worther. Dicks. Sex. <laughs> sex worth. <laughs> I can't say it. Sex worker death stare. There you go. Dremels and cleavage. Wardrobe provided by Nickelback. Vaporing with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Hello, my name is Suburban Housewife. My bio is seven random nouns. Hello, my name is Proud American. My job is America and my husband is a gun. Good afternoon. Hello, my hobbies are being real and my interests are breathing. I am an eagle wearing a hat. Sorry I woke you. When did you shave? The Morning Stream. Bread goes in, toast comes out. You can't explain that. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Morning Stream. It is Thursday, September 10th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. He's Brian Ibbett. Good morning, Brian Ibbett. Hello, Scott. Look at this. All this I talk, pre-show I talk, which the uh, patrons are going uh, patrons, patrons to hear. <laughs> and I think now I've got an eyelash in my eye. Oh, no. All that talk about your contact, and there's now an yeah. eyelash in there. I got it. I got it. Oh, it's got it. I got it. Do I you, uh, did your, your parents do the thing where when you pull out an eyelash or like you, you know, you, you get a, an eye, a loose eyelash? Oh, I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Still in there. Yeah, they put it on your finger and you blow it away and make a wish. No. Is that just a uh, is that a thing? Never heard a of a weird Ibbit family thing? Maybe. Uh, oh, Claire Gax is the same thing. Maybe it was a maybe it was my uh, British side of my family because oh, Claire's from Ireland. Oh, it Ireland. could be. It could be a little UK business. Yeah, we never did that that I that I'm aware of. But my mom, my mom did do that did that thing where she always had a little uh, wad of Kleenex in her bag mm-hmm. everywhere we went. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it didn't matter where we were at. She would whip that thing out. She would spit on it or lick it. <laughs> yes. And then wipe right. my face. Like if I had a little chocolate on the corner of my mouth or something, my mom would wipe my face with that freaking disgusting thing. This might be why I'm grossed out by certain things. She may have done it that It totally to could be, uh, yeah. Oh, I can so totally see it. Did you get it out? No, I can. I'm looking at it right now. It is... Uh, this is a great view. To the right of my... I know, is this great? Yeah. <laughs> is that your phone? What light are you using? What is that? It's a little portable... Oh, um, look at that. It's great. It's magnetic, so you can stick it on things and... Uh, it's good for when you're trying to do stuff with your car at night, that sort of thing. Yeah, or a 3D printer, like getting underneath stuff and... Um, yeah, it's very handy. But, I need one uh, of those. No, I'm blind in my left eye yeah. and <laughs> I might have just burned the eyelash out. I don't know, but it's definitely... Definitely still in there. <laughs> you're gonna have that thing where you're gonna see a glow for the next. Oh yeah, exactly. Like yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think if my parents had any kind of wish on it thing other than birthday candles. I think it was like maybe that, and then oh, a star. I was always wishing upon a yeah, star. Yeah, falling star. Right. Those right, are pretty standard. Yeah. Uh, a few people in the chat room 
uh, said that they did that. Uh, um, the blow and make a wish thing. Hmm. Yeah. Now, would it be so? How would you obtain the eyelash in those scenarios, though? Would it be like basically? It's like oh, you know, I'm rubbing my eye or whatever, and you you do that thing where you kind of pull on your eyelashes to kind of straighten them out if they get all twisty. Yeah. And then it's like oh, there's an eyelash, and you'd hold your finger out. Yeah. And you'd go, and you'd make a wish, and then you go, and uh, huh. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's no judgment here. Just had never heard of it. <laughs> exactly. It's you know, takes takes all kinds. Weird stuff. Yeah. It's pretty weird, but uh, not as weird as the question we got overnight. Oh, okay. This is a question. weird. This is a weird question, and I couldn't. I normally I'm like, well, I don't want to pack the top of the show with a bunch of emails. Always, sometimes I like to spread them out or whatever. But sure. I had to ask this one. This uh, comes from somebody named Powerballs. Mm, the balls okay. is with a Z. Our balls. Yeah, it's much more cool that way. It's like very '90s ass name, I guess. Oh, can I tell you how much better I slept last night? By the way, so much better. Oh, really? Oh, good. I'm still, still, uh, so much better. Still wrestling with a spider bite. I think it's a wolf spider. And what's a bummer about the wolf spider is, do I get, do I get wolf superpowers or spider superpowers from a wolf spider bite? Oh. Well, some combination, right? You'll do, you'll, uh, you'll be able to uh, web people up and howl at the and moon. Howl at the- <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Very nice. Very nice combo. Yeah. Yes. Also, I read, and I, I don't. It's like a rare possibility, but the wolf spiders can sometimes cause necrotic uh, mm. stuff, where your, your, you know, your skin, kind of like what the brown recluses do. But yeah, not- where like the skin just kind of dies and. Yeah, it's away. Um, it's uh, it's gone from being very painful and kind of itchy, and a a red uh, blot the size of a pepperoni, of yeah. a large pepperoni on my foot, yeah. to being still a little painful when it's touched, not itchy, and maybe the size of a quarter. Oh, it's like a little nipple on your foot. Like a little nipple, but the uh, uh, like the bite mark is black. It's not supposed to be black. Yeah, that's that is <laughs> not supposed to be black. So Tina's like, you know, if it doesn't go away after a couple of days, maybe you ought to go see a doctor. Yeah, yes, uh-huh. and part part of the problem is it's a it's a much used surface of your body, right? You're stepping on it all the time, like you're always yes, walking. Yes, exactly. On it. Well, it's the top, it's the arch of my foot, but still. A lot of movement. Um, socks rub against it. Shoes rub against my bicycle shoes. I was on the exercise bike yesterday, yeah. and I was like, "Ow, ooh, ow." Oh, jeez. But I did increase my ladder ranking for Marvel Duel, so that's good. Well done. That's your that's your new that's your new go to for a while. That's my new my new. Don't think about being on an exercise bike. Think about something else so it goes faster. Nice. Yeah, if it stays black, well. It'll probably yeah. heal up. It sounds like it, once things start right. itching and and getting smaller, that's always a good sign. So. Exactly. I mean, I, I got bit Sunday, and we're now at Thursday. So, and it's going away. So, I think if uh, if there was something dire that was going to come from it, it's probably it probably would have happened by now. I did put the we did Carter did take the saved mother with all its babies, the the brown or the wolf spider. She did put it your direction toward those yeah. mountains. Oh, I know. We're she and I are going to have a talk next time. Uh, yeah. Next time I see her about her unnecessary uh devotion to uh spider protecting spiders it's you know yeah yeah they eat the things that you don't want and but uh they're not going to find any of that in my house so once they get in my house they've broken our truce yeah and they must be destroyed do they do you spray every year or how do you what do you guys do 
Do you spray your house or do the electric no, no, perimeter? No, no, we just we just step on them every time <laughs> we get in the house. Gotcha. Listen, if I was tiny and I stepped into a spider's house, darn right they wouldn't like. Oh, here, let's pick them up and put them back outside. Yeah. No, chances are they low. They eat me instantly. Yeah, low chances they're going to do that for you. Yeah, come on now. That's the thing, as I, I tried to explain to her. <laughs> Carter's in the chat room. Oh, is she let's in there? fight, Brian. <laughs> oh, oh, not so much of a pacifist oh, now, are yeah. we? Yeah, War oh. very warlike it seems suddenly. Hmm. Listen, we'll fight after I get this uh, eyelash out of my eye. I think I got it. Did you get it? I don't see it in there anymore. Or it's gone into that weird uh, limbo area between, like, oh. under my, like, below my eyelid. and That's the worst place for it. That's kind of like, I kind of imagine that place to be kind of like under your car seats. Like, where stuff goes and it just, <laughs> you never get it out. Like, it just disappears forever. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's... There's like a little, I mean, where, you know, it's not like, it's not like your eyelid and your eye just stops and that's like a little place where it's like oh i can see everything that's in there no i mean it just kind of drops into a into a uh <laughs> a hole down there <laughs> yeah i've had that happen and then and it'll it'll and then it bugs you worse and then finally you're like oh my gosh my eye's gonna explode and then it comes out mm -hmm. it'll work itself you out a french fry in there a couple pennies yeah those uh, french fries they don't a taco pay. bell sauce packet yeah a little uh, uh <laughs> i don't know what i was gonna say but i'm not gonna say it Anyway, okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Brian's eye. Is it, something that, is it something that Prince would have found in the little red Corvette? He might have. He might oh, have. jeez. Yeah, I was thinking about Prince yesterday. It's funny you bring him up. Yeah, or how's Car his eye? Well, Carter and I were talking about, uh, well, probably right now, his eye's very necrotic right now. It's very necrotic, yes. <clears throat> we were talking about uh, celebrity drug overdoses and uh, mm. how many there are. Oh, There's these, so these many. These father-daughter bonding moments. I had never got those with I know. Tristan. Just the sweet <laughs> moment you'll never forget. <laughs> Fast potatoes. Hey, let's talk about uh, yeah. Chris Farley. Yeah. I don't remember what our, well, it was like mostly singers and stuff, but we were just, it's a little shocking if you realize how many overdoses slash accidental overdoses there are in music and in Hollywood. And it's just mm -hmm. so, so much. Sure. It seems like fame and money isn't all it's cracked up to be. Maybe I don't know. I can't. I can't. I don't know what lesson to take from that. But well, think about it this way: we hear about them because they're celebrities. They're probably, um, maybe not because of uh, less access to money, but probably a proportionate amount of people you don't hear about who die from drug overdoses every day. But, but because they're not celebrities, we don't we don't hear about them. Yeah, good point. That's good. Point. But less less of that because of you know less access to money. Turns out. Uh, mental illness and or depression and or any of those things which is a form of mental illness turns out that stuff's not exclusive mm -hmm. to uh yeah, amazing we yeah. <laughs> celebrities don't have a lock on that. yeah weird <laughs> how weird all right anyway back to this weird question that i didn't ask yet oh my whole point was i don't know why i slept well i just did i don't oh, right yeah right. i haven't slept well in months and it felt like i slept good last night i think i was just exhausted and probably all, from the lack of out. sleep the previous night with yeah the Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need a really rotten night to then have mm -hmm. a sleepy night the next night. Great. Anyway, this question from Powerballs goes like this. And there's some weird <clears throat> couple of typos in here that are the same. The word how is always well, an H-O-W. I think it's ho-ho, like he's talking about being funny. Ho-ho-ho. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe this is all just a joke. But anyway, let's see what he says. Maybe. How do you guys do it? You say funny stuff every day. I don't know how you do it. How do you do it? Do you even know you are doing it? <laughs> Maybe you guys are funny without trying to be f fun. Hey, fun. He fun. Hey, Maybe it's uh, sorry. Maybe it's like a thing you can't control. I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this. 
signed Powerballs. Mm. I don't know what to say to that. It's a um, weird thing to ask. It's weird, right? It's a little weird. It is a weird thing to ask. I think, uh, I don't think we, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just adjusting my focus, getting myself into focus here. Sure, sure. Uh, important stuff. As distracting as the chat room is, it's even more distracting when 11 people go, Blurry Brian, Brian, Blurry, Blurryville, Blur, Blur Brian. They're more dist- distracting in numbers. This is true. We know exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that should look pretty good. Pretty yeah. sharp. Okay. You look sharp. sharp. You look sharp. Right. Yeah. Sharp. Sharp, Brian. Load at start. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's science. You know, you and I uh, both, um, we, we take uh, special um supplements vitamins and supplements to keeping funny we uh-huh. take uh yeah um I, thursdays oh tonight as a matter of fact is you know funny class yeah. i don't know when you get your when you take yours but uh well it's remote now so you have to you have to call it in it's a zoom call sometimes there's technical issues that's right yeah it's not what it used to be in person which is not funny yeah uh, not funny at all hard to be funny when you know resume is there ever a funny moment on Zoom? <laughs> there's not except maybe we're having one now i don't know maybe See, Brian and I are on Zoom, and I don't know how we do it. Maybe this is a deeper question. Maybe we're supposed to, maybe this is supposed to wake us up to the fact that we're funnier than we think we are, and yeah, therefore we're leaving yeah. money on the table. You know what I mean? Like we should be. No, I think I think it. I know exactly. We're we're uh, missing our calling. We should be doing something where uh, where funny makes more money. Yeah, funny, like being, funny, um... funny makes money, yo. <laughs> That's the old phrase, right? Let's take it on the road, oh. Brian. We'll do like a, yeah. a, a, I don't know. What could we call ourselves? The, uh, the TLS Comedy Tour oh. 2021. We can't start in 2020. <laughs> Stephanie brings up, see, Brian, trying to be funny is way less funny. Thank you, <laughs> Stephanie. Awesome. Uh, but, you know, I mean, that's the science of it. So we're learning a little bit here. We, we're, we're grateful exactly. for Powerballs for noticing, yes. I suppose, that sometimes we're funny. And I don't. Well, whatever. I don't. People of my whole life, some people say, "Oh, you're funny. You're funny. He's funny, or whatever." But I don't ever think of myself as funny. I think of myself no. as cracking myself up, and sometimes other people think that's funny. Right. Yes. I don't know if that's was, right. You know, we were both we were both class clowns, and so it just kind of naturally evolved. Yeah. And I think the the big part is that doing this show, we want to attract the people who think we're funny, as opposed to iHeartRadio or some <laughs> company buying us and saying, oh, we're going to put the morning stream on every channel. Blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, oh, now we now we're being foisted upon people yeah. to decide if we're funny or not. Yeah, it was that, much better when we could just, you know, people come discover it. Hey, if, if you think we're funny, great. Stick around. Don't. That's okay, nope, too. Get there's, out of here, then. You know, if you don't think we're funny, go away. Exactly. There's the uh, Gebhardt morning stream. Maybe you can go check that one out. Yeah. Although I guess it's defunct now, right? They're done. <laughs> I would be surprised if it's not. It's funny. I haven't I haven't looked in a while. We talked about Gebhardt the other day, and I was going to look, and I didn't. I don't think it's up. Well, if it's up, it's not being regularly updated, but we should look. Let's see. Let's just check it out. Let's the see. problem with searching is we always get us. Yeah, we, we find us, which that's not the problem. Morning stream. <laughs> what are their names? Uh, t- oh, Lois and Frank. No, it's, <laughs> Lois uh, and Frank. Uh, you're doing that thing I do to you now. Now I can't think uh-huh. of it. Uh-huh. Uh, Todd and Aaron. Todd and Aaron. Todd and Aaron. There we go. Uh, let's see. Morning stream Todd. Oh, now it's called the Todd and Aaron Show. Oh, there is the Todd, Todd, Todd and Aaron morning stream on Get Part Daily. Well, this is three years ago, though. Let me see what the yeah. channel does. Okay. Todd and Aaron. It's an all digital platform, guys. This is awesome. You- oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, that was Aaron. 
Let's see. The last thing that they posted looks like it was four months ago. Oh, yeah. Todd's Creepy Classifieds, it's called. <laughs> well, that's hardly a morning stream at all. Hardly a morning stream, yeah. Let's uh, see what that is. I just want to see. Let's play a little tiny bit. All right. Here is number one. <laughs> oh, it's all in my right ear, not left. What, what is she holding? Okay, there's a lot of stuff going there's on. There's a lot here. of... Okay. And where's... Okay. By the way, where's the setup? Like, where's... Uh, Where's the introduction? It just goes right into it. <laughs> it just jumps right in. It's like, uh, and, and by the way, for people who can't see, yeah. it's uh, a photograph of a woman hold with um, maybe four dremels in front of her. Yeah. And a metal thing, but her cleavage takes up two thirds of the photo. Yeah. yeah and this all... is what they're what they're talking about. Yeah, it's, a, it's exciting, hot, breaking uh, content. Yeah. Check it out. You'll enjoy it at frankandlois.com. All right. Uh, reminder, today is the last day you can pre-order the commemorative 2,000 episodes of TMS mug. Uh, this is it. We're closing it off today. So uh, if you don't get in today, there's a chance down the road there will be reprints or whatever. But right now, this is like your chance. The window is closing on that. So go to frogpants.com slash store. And it's right there. And you can see both sides of the mug and be super stoked about it and get that mug in your hands. Question. Uh, yeah. Will there be an ember version? Uh, no. that oh. I'm, Not that I know of. No ember version. It would have to be, okay. em the ember version would have to be all embered up, right? Like have to have like electronics in it and stuff? It would have to have electronics in yeah. I don't know if you can see the bottom of my mug oh, here. Oh, right. There's the rings. That'd be cool, yeah. wouldn't it, if we could do that? That'd be great. But yeah, no, that'd be expensive. It. And it's probably trademarked or something, so you'd have to license the rights to make a off-brand mm -hmm. ember mug i guess i don't know i don't know how that right works. right but anyway uh ours just let you drink things out of it no fancy electronics here we'll sell it we'll spin it uh, are you tired of having electronics in your <laughs> items how about this mug purely made of uh cool ceramic, ceramic and, and, uh, yeah yeah Printed on with rad ways to drink things out of it with a handle. It comes with a handle. There you go. I've sold it. <laughs> are you a Luddite? <laughs> <laughs> we got good news for you. Are you are you a Luddite who likes to drink coffee? Have we got the thing for you? Do you know people you would call a Luddite in your life? No. Um I don't think I do either. Do I? Oh, I might. Let me think. Because Luddites are always like I mean, they eschew everything. I mean, they're based uh -huh. on an actual like group of people, right? Luddites were like followers of so. uh, anti. All <laughs> <laughs> hail the great Lud. Oh, here it is. Uh, the Luddites were a secret oath-based organization uh, of English textile workers in the 19th century, a radical faction which destroyed textile machinery as a form of protest. The group is protesting against manufacturers who use machines in what they called, quote, a fraudulent and deceitful manner to get around standard labor practices. Basically, they don't like automation, industrialization, computerization, or new technologies in general. So when someone gets called a Luddite, they're being they're actually being compared to this 19th century freaking group. 1812. Well, yeah. uh, oh, here's the leader of the Luddites. 1812. Oh, please tell me his name is Ludd. Oh, I want it to be. I can't find the name. Uh, etymology. Hold on. They, okay, developed into the imagery of the name let's see oh ned ludd ned ludd oh that's the best first name to go with ludd yeah ned ludd yeah 19 <laughs> or 17 uh or sorry 1799 is when this name started happening my name ned is ludd. ludd oh it does say 
However, the name is completely uh, fictional and used as a way to shock and provoke oh. the government. The name developed into the imagery of General Ludd or King Ludd, uh, but was rep- uh, who was reputed to live in Sherwood Forest like Robin Hood. <laughs> wow. Okay. So they were just still anti- from the witch or rich, still from the witch, yeah. and give to the poor. <laughs> Always still from the witch, and then the rich. Still from the witch. <laughs> witch first, rich later. Anyway, well, we've learned something. But the main lesson takeaway here is if you want the TMS 2000 mug, you got to go pre-order it now because today's the last day. Okay? Midnight tonight, it goes goes away. So go check it out, frogpants.com slash store. That's frogpants.com slash store. There you go. Very good. Brian, tell me more about um, Class Action, uh, whatever that thing was. Yeah, so uh, Nicole's uh, recommendal yesterday, Class Action Park. Uh, Tina and I watched it last night. It's funny. Tina heard a little bit of recommendal. She didn't hear Nicole's recommendal, but she heard yours. So I guess she must have been listening and then got out of the car when, when uh, right before Nicole gave her recommendal. But uh, and she told me she's excited to watch Raised by Wolves. Oh, so I was going to ask if I turned great. her. Okay, sweet. You, you turned her. <laughs> Raid, raised by wolf spiders. I can't wait to watch it. I hope it's going to be good. It'll be great. But uh, Class Action Park is great. If you saw that forty-five minute or hour-long YouTube documentary that was. A couple of years back this adds a lot more stuff and a lot better production to it and uh interviews with they've got interviews with um comedians mm. who grew up in that area who went there like chris gethard is it pronounced gethard or gethard i can't remember but he is absolutely hilarious yeah no, that's cool does he it. does he uh credit the place with like I don't know, helping him be a funny guy or what was what's his deal? Uh, he doesn't. No, as okay. a matter of fact, there's there's no even mention that he's a comedian, but mm. I've seen him in other things. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. And I've seen him on Kimmel or or something like that. But sure. um, he uh, he does talk about, you know, all the different rides and they've got they've got way more video of the different rides um, than that documentary a couple of years back because it's got like, you know, they've got the. Um, <laughs> of course they talk a lot about the loop-de-loop uh water slide mm-hmm. but then there's also one that's like on on airplane baggage rollers <laughs> uh, <laughs> a slide that you go down and, and you know well, nothing no fingers or anything you need to get caught in those uh, a weird thing to do wait is it actual it, rollers from uh, uh i don't know if they if they're right. actual rollers but it they they might as well be because they looked like the same kind of thing like they just <laughs> stole it from a abandoned airport or something wow and uh That's and then this uh water slide where it dumps you out about 15 feet above the surface of the water and you just kind of hang there like ah before you hit the ice cold water it sounds all right <laughs> seems like fun if i was 16 yeah. i'd totally go there you kidding sounds yeah i know and they talk a lot about how when we were kids mm-hmm. and a bunch of our audience were kids um if we you know if our parents knew half the stuff that we did back then yeah They'd be mortified about like how dangerous we were being. As a matter of fact, if if our kids did the things that we did back then, we'd be mortified as parents. Yeah, we would. Like some of the dumb stuff I got up to, especially at night, a uh, bicycle or whatever. Like yeah, you know, yeah, like just like <laughs> well, oh, you climbed up to the top of what and jumped where? Like they would exactly. Man, yeah, they'd be freaked out. I mean, I guess kids so still crazy. kids still do this stuff it's just kids still do it but i think with uh the rise of helicopter parenting probably a lot less yeah or least. they're at least being watched a lot more parents know where their phones are at all times so they can kind of track them a little bit like there's a lot more yeah. of that going on but yeah we were pretty latchkey when we were growing up and my mom was like all right we'll just be here by five for dinner so what i did between noon and four on a freaking saturday was up to me and my dumb friends 
Man, yeah, totally. It was good times. So that was Class Action Park. Um, uh, you know, just echoing Nicole's recommendal. Definitely worth checking out. I also finished up Kidding Season oh, 2. right. You were talking. You the final season. So, so it's a two-season show. If you haven't seen it, it's like... Um, it's also on Showtime, so if you're hooking up Showtime to get that GoGo's documentary, stick around and watch uh, Kidding. Nice. Um, Jim Carrey as kind of a Mr. Rogers kind of kids show, mm-hmm. very Mr. Rogers uh, styled kids show, yeah. and uh, but very you know it's got some dark elements and it's got just a great cast: uh, Justin Kirk, Judy Greer, oh, um, Judy Frank so Langella. Oh my gosh, um, that's great. Uh, Catherine Keener. If, if so you haven't seen any of it, Scott, no, this sounds fantastic, though. That's it, a great it is, cast. It is excellent, and it is so well written. And they really, it got canceled at the second season, hmm. but they did a great job of wrapping things up in a way. It's like okay, it kind of leaves a little mystery, but not like a, not like a, uh, um, a super bad cliffhanger. It's like oh, okay, yeah, kind of, kind of see what might happen from this. That's so, good. That's good. That's too bad it didn't. Uh, what channel was it on, or what network was it? Showtime. On? It was oh. on Showtime. It's too bad it couldn't keep going. It is. It is too bad. I uh, like Showtime. But what a great cast, and um, I think this might be my favorite thing that I've ever seen Judy Greer in. Oh wow, that's that's and I, and tall I love talk her. So it's like awesome. you know that's a big that's a big uh, a big compliment. Yeah, I like her a lot. All right, I'm gonna watch Kidding then. I'll do it. Please do. You should. Yeah. Are you. Re- you wrote on here kidding too, so I was like, wait, is that a movie? Is it a sequel? <laughs> I couldn't get my head around it. But... I try to be vague so you don't give away too much in my in, in, in introducing uh, what I'm going to be talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, you did, a, you did a good job. <laughs> totally nailed it. I'm starting to see how this works now. Um, <laughs> I was going to say one thing about that. What was I going to say? I forgot. I had something to say. I don't remember. Oh, my wife found another one of those shows I hate. She found a show I hate. Oh, no. What is it? You know how she does these? She finds these and then just binges them and loves them and then goes uh-huh. on to part of Dixie and freaking... Uh, uh, the Hallmark Christmas shows. Yeah, and, and Lucifer and all this. I just, they're all... Riverdale. Uh, Did she do Riverdale? She liked Riverdale. I hated it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. She really is into this new thing called... Well, not new. It's actually old. I think it ran from 2010 to 2015. But it was called Haven. Does anyone remember Haven? Hmm, no. It was loosely based on some Stephen King business, but it was like X Files meets this town's always got weird supernatural shit going on in it. <laughs> and I, no, I didn't I've never I, even heard of it. Wow. I can barely stand it. It's so hard for me to watch. But she loves <laughs> it because it's one of these. It's another one of these. Pretty yeah. pe- pretty people getting their their thing on and making it happen (laughs) what thing what thing are they getting on scott not not nearly as fun as that made it sound it's just it's just a lot of i don't know it's hokey and i'm trying i'm trying to like the shows my wife likes i really am i don't like it Mm. haven's not great Um, i also was going to mention uh didn't want to use it as recommendal in case either of you either you or uh, nicole used it but we watched Bill and Ted Face the Music, oh, and uh, yeah, how'd that go? Uh, also enjoyed it uh, a lot more than well, enjoyed it about as much as I expected it. I would because just based on um, Stephen's review, that it's as good as the first two movies. Yeah, which is good to hear. Which is good. Yeah. Yes. I like that director. He made you know Galaxy Quest, one of the greatest films of all time that shouldn't have been, mm-hmm. and so I, I expect it to be better than I expect it to be. So. I gotta just do it. We were supposed to do it last weekend. We got busy with other stuff. Didn't do it. My, by the way, my niece just uh, 
been in labor for f- freaking week and a half or something. They finally oh, it's decided a long labor. it's a long. Yeah, like it's it's basically she's having early like the Braxton Hicks whatever. But then they were like, well, we can't do it yet. She's the first baby. We don't want to. So then yesterday they're like, all right, we're gonna go. Oh shoot, it's not gonna work. Get out the scissors. We're doing the C-section. Oh jeez. So she's recovering from that this morning. Baby's fine. She's fine. Everyone's okay. But it's just a lot going on in the Johnson house right now. Yeah. So I'll get fine. Bill and Ted you'll get, in. You'll get to stuff, sure. I'll get to Bill and Ted maybe this weekend. Maybe there that'll be the plan. Okay. Okay. You know what we got time for now? News. News. It's today's news, and it's brought to you by. It's brought to you by yesterday's Coverville, uh, which we'll do today. Crazy. It's a, it's like a weird time travel-y thing. Yeah. Uh, recording Coverville today because of uh, Labor Day pushing everything out a little bit, but it is going to be a salute to Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars turning 45 and 35. Guess who, uh, which of which, uh, which is which. Mm. And uh, so that means, of course, there's going to be a cover of Uptown Funk, but there's also going to be covers of everything else. Nothing Breaks Like a Heart, Grenade, um, Just the Way You Are, lazy song all that stuff coming up at 1 p.m today mountain time that's a twitch.tv slash coverville bruno mars a little tiny fellow right a little tiny guy i think he's i do think he's uh short yes yeah. i believe that is the case do they he appears pref- to be yeah diminutive perhaps is the diminutive the sure. diminutive bruno mars <laughs> much like the planet he's not the <laughs> smallest but he's smaller compared to some of the gas giants yeah yeah there you go <laughs> You know, he's no... Um, is, that a, is that a good way to say it? He's no... Let's say on one end of the scale, you have you have James Hetfield, big, tall sure, music right. guy. And then on the far other end, you got a little dude like <laughs> Lars, him. Lars Ulrich. Yeah, or Lars Ulrich on the other side. <laughs> he did look really small in that concert, his tiny head popping up going... You know, because yeah. Hetfield would say, oh, we enjoying ourselves? And you'd hear him go... <laughs> look at his pocket what's yeah. that Lars yeah what's that buddy <laughs> keep, keep playing those drums anyway hey there's a story for you uh, a burger you might want <laughs> or maybe not uh, Kyle Barlow of Matahaz Takeaway in Workington Cumbria this sounds British uh, Cumbria said uh, so basically they have this burger and it's so big <laughs> that You'll have to do, or see, how do they do it? He says, the, the headline's weird because it wouldn't copy over, so I had to do this. Hold on. The exact headline is not coming up. Here it is. Takeaway creates two stone burger. This is definitely in, in the UK. Definitely UK, yeah. Two stone. Oh, how big is that burger? Two stone. 30,000 calories, but it's free, 100% free, if you can eat it in an hour. If you can't do it in an hour, you pay for it. If you can eat it within the hour, you don't, it's free. You don't have to pay a dime. Yeah, great. I, I think uh, that should be just a general rule. Mm-hmm. Don't eat anything that is given to you free if you can eat it in a limited, in a short amount of time. I think because that they're confident. That just screams, that you can. There's a reason that they're doing that. Yeah, it's confident. <laughs> it's it, there's a confidence in the company side. The house will win in this case, is what we're saying. Yes. Um, there it so is. So thirty thousand calories. How many is it? like what we got pounds and? Uh, Let's see. It's two stone. Picture of it. Let's see. The cheese alone is two thousand calories. By the way, the beef. It's like a block of cheese. Oh my god! Look at this dumb thing. (laughs) The beef is thirty thousand calories. The cheese is two thousand. Putting it at thirty-two estimated. Uh, (laughs) Uh, They like pepperonis in this thing. 
and bacon. <laughs> oh man! And then and then like a few cucumber slices and uh, uh, lettuce at the very bottom there. I mean, nice. I don't. The, the heart attack grill does similar stuff with with if you weigh a yeah. certain amount, you get the food free. Or what's the deal there? I forget what their thing is. Like if, if you, you don't die in their restaurant, your uh, your check is is taken <laughs> care of by one of the women in nurse uniforms. <laughs> oh, that place is freaky. You know, they should be able to transition just uh, sim- easy to the COVID time. They just wear those masks they're already wearing. The nurses already wear masks in there. <laughs> they should. They'll actually have no problem because I'm sure that. Uh, Everyone in there is more than six feet apart because it's <laughs> probably like very, uh, very sparse the number of customers that they have right now. Yeah, I think you're. Don't have right. to worry about. Oh wow, our our three customers. Yeah, I guess we can just sit sit each one in a corner and yeah, uh, we're fine. Exactly. So I'm trying to think who would do this because it's an expensive burger. I mean, oh, basic- how much is it if you don't if you don't finish in That's an hour? I'm trying to find here. Let's see. Does it say? I mean, here it's the equivalent of fifty-six normal burgers. That's twenty-four pounds of beef. Okay. Yeah. Twenty slices of bacon, and the cheese alone is over two thousand calories worth of cheese. Oh, I didn't even show the chat room this image. Look at that. Oh, one. you got to show them the photo. Yeah, the one Brian was looking at with all the pepperoni. Look at that thing. What is that Jeez. on top there? Is it- that's uh, that's uh, UK bacon. Oh, they do bacon different than we do. Or pork belly or something. Zoe, can you? Uh, can you confirm? Is that a uh, let me get let me get my bacon identification device? Yeah, <laughs> she is my bacon identification device. Oh yeah, look at Brian's got. Uh, uh, does that look like that? Kind of looks like that. Yeah, mine's over here somewhere. Oh look, we both have them today. Yeah, there's mine. Hi everyone. See monocle. Yeah, monocle. Brian's a redder. <laughs> I gotta my camera's making me look too white today. I gotta figure that out. <laughs> anyway the camera so hashtag camera so white yeah camera so white it doesn't say the cost of the thing which i'm annoyed by because what's the point of telling me this if you don't tell me how much the damn thing costs hey if it if uh you have to ask you can't afford it <laughs> yeah i think i would i would probably well i know i'd be violently sick but i'm sure i'd just die look at this i just die oh oh no doubt i mean this is not uh like one of those patties <sighs> feels like it would be enough for me right like it's that's right. bigger than uh than a flattened out it's thicker than a flattened out um uh freddy's patty yeah and you get two oh, of yeah. those yeah look at that you're totally yeah. right about that also it just feels like there's about 15 chances of weird things being in there that you didn't see get in there like, oh man and can you like if you squish that thing down over a uh <laughs> over a measuring cup like how much oil and grease do you think would come out of that thing? More a cup? More than you're allowed to have within <laughs> what eight years worth of grease? Or exactly. Yes. All right. Yeah. I couldn't do it. No. Anyway, and they know that, so that's why they do it, and nobody ever gets it. It's so. it's you know it's one of those gimmick things like we have the five thousand dollar mashed potatoes because it's got gold flake on it. Yeah. Yeah. It gets them attention in the newspapers and it gets people to hear about their. Uh, uh, their restaurant, but they're never ever going to sell a single one of them. No, who eats that? Maybe the guy Fieri. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, these oh. gold leaf mashed potatoes are off the hook. These are off the hook. These are gangster. These are off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's great, though. He's like feeding firefighters in California again. He he's, is. You know what? Great. He's he's uh, he is a, a great guy. He's a real deal. Yeah, 
I like that about him. It's easy to he's easy to you know look at the stereotypes. He's easy to make fun of with his uh, Nickelback wardrobe, but he's he's the real deal. <laughs> Literally pay the nickel. Um, right. <laughs> here's a good story for you. Here's here's what we all should be doing. Save for your future. Uh, this guy, uh, we'll call him the son of a couple of parents, sold his twenty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess that's let's true of anybody. Yeah, let's call him that. He sold 28 years of birthday whiskey and bought his first house with it. So okay. here's how this went. Matthew Robson of Taunton. This is, again, another UK story. It's on the BBC. Uh-huh. Was born in 1992, and over the course of his life, so that makes him 90, or sorry, 28, 29, something like that. Sure. Uh, over the course of his life, his father, Pete, has spent about 5,000 pounds on 28 bottles of Macallan Single Malt. 28 bottles. Is that, do you know what a Macallan single malt is? It is. It's a scotch. It's a very fine scotch. Okay. Something Randy would sit around bragging about. Definitely. I think Randy, I'm looking to see actually if Randy is the one who bought all this so this guy could buy a house. Yeah. It seems like his brand of. Brian, did I ever tell you about when I had scotch with uh... <laughs> with Amy Mann from the band Till Tuesday? Oh, no. Tell us more about it. <laughs> Don't I, I didn't have anywhere to go with that i'm afraid i, I, got, oh, I started man. I, I pulled the cord and didn't have a parachute hoping for a huge bunch of content from you just now <laughs> uh the con let's see the can the can the collection is now worth more than forty thousand pounds and has been put up for sale the 28 year old uh oh he is 28 says it right there said it probably wasn't the best gift for my young boy with the strict instruction never being to open them basically told him that uh, oh, really? Yeah. It's become quite the little nest egg. Well, it was, it was, I imagine, you know, when he's three, you say, you know, don't open this and drink it. That kind of makes sense. But yeah. when he turned 21, did he? Did his dad not say, well, now you can open one of these yeah. and enjoy it? Maybe. I mean, maybe just one would have been okay. But yeah. Matthew said he was under strict instructions never, ever to open it. Uh, wow. That that of his whiskey presence every year. And uh, he was told never to open them. His father, Pete, is from... Millenthort in Scotland said the first <laughs> bottle of 1974 whiskey was bought to wet the baby's head. <laughs> That's not a good accent, but I'll... Uh, it's not also not a good thing to do. No, wet the baby's head with some whiskey. No, it's not at all. Um, says here, I thought it would be an interesting if I bought one every year and he'd end up with 18 bottles of 18 year old whiskey on his 18th birthday. Over there, 18 is the legal uh, drinking age. It wasn't the only present he got from us, but it meant to be. It was meant to be a unique present, and it was a little bit of luck that we just kept it going. Well, now it's worth a ton of money, and he got a house for it. So well done, well cool. done. God, eighteen-year-old scotch. It just ah, oh, it's got to be stale by now. It's just got to be. How, how does scotch work? I don't even know. Like, is it no, better the older it, ages, it gets? It's like wine. It ages. It it. Um, I've never been a fan of scotch. It is. Uh, it, it for me, it's the burniest of all whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> of, all, of all liquors. But it is a whiskey, um, right? Yes. Okay. I don't know these it things. It is a whiskey. It's a form of whiskey. All right. Um, bourbon is a form of whiskey. Uh, but scotch is always, it seems like it's always been a little hoity and toity, you know? like uh, it's. It, I think it depends on the, and, and somebody can correct me on this. Somebody should correct me on this, but it's. I think it depends on the kind of barrels that it's aged in, whether it's bourbon or scotch or whiskey the kind of wood that the barrels are made of the kind of wood i think yes okay. the the um the longer uh, it's in a barrel longer it's in the barrel right uh depends on where it's distilled i believe too okay 
a lot of dis- uh, uh, disagreement in the chat about bourbon versus scotch. People, some hate bourbon and love scotch. Some hate scotch and mm-hmm. love bourbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never had either. Not even by accident in Mexico. Not even by accident. Mm-mm. That's what's so dumb. My most, the one chance for me to accidentally <laughs> get alcohol, and it's like the most watered down, sugary thing. Ever. Right, exactly. It's like ah, oh, I didn't even get enough to really enjoy it. If I'm going to, if yeah. I'm going to pull the break the seal, at least you know make it something worthwhile. Yeah, it was lame. That's uh, here we go. AV Tech John says the main difference between Scotch and whiskey is geographic, but also ingredients and spelling. Scotch is whiskey made in Scotland. While bourbon is whiskey made in the USA, uh, generally Kentucky. Oh, I didn't Scotch know this. is made mostly from malted barley, while bourbon is distilled from corn. So, malted barley versus corn. Huh. Did and not... then, of course, the location. We use corn for everything. Here, we do here in the it's, states. Uh, yeah, it's pl- corn is plentiful. Yeah. Corn syrup. We, we make syrup out of it. Yep. We put corn where corn's not supposed to be. We even made a whole palace of it in, uh, where is that, Kansas or Nebraska? Or, oh, is that uh, true? I didn't know that. Corn Palace? Yeah. Oh, Have I you not seen photos of the Corn Palace? No, I'm looking that up now. That sounds rad. Please please do. Please look at the Corn okay, Palace. Okay, the Corn Palace. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> That's real, yes. What the frick? That's all corn? The murals and designs covering the building are made from corn and other grains, and a new design is constructed each year. Each year, beneath the corn, it's got an actual. Oh, okay. Because you got to be up to code. You can't. Just... It's got to actually have a structure. Yeah, but it's, <clears> but all the, this uh, stuff on the outside is corn. All that wow. stuff on the outside is done with corn. It's corn. <laughs> Ooh, there's a big Elvis mural on there made of corn. That's cool. South Dakota is where this is at. Okay, Mitchell, South Dakota. If I was in Mitchell, South Dakota, I would absolutely make a stop here oh are you kidding me yeah yeah in a heartbeat this would be because <laughs> what else are you going to be doing in mitchell south Dakota? Uh, yeah. this may be the only draw <laughs> this might be you know this is this might be just enough to pull you away from uh north dakota yeah just come down to south dakota <laughs> just to check this out uh it's pretty cool all right no no offense to dakotas either of you you're both no, not at all no, you're both not fine you got the you got the Stonehenge, not find Stonehenge. People, find people on both sides of North Dakota and South Dakota. Not Stonehenge. What's the president thing called? Uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. One of those <laughs> Stonehenge. What the frick is wrong with me? All right, uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, my genetically proven sister Wendy, who is a professional in the mental arts, will be here. <laughs> to talk about a specific thing that may affect a lot of people. You may know somebody like this. Uh, It's a pretty basic thing, but we haven't talked about it before, so we're going to do that today via an email we got, and then after that, bonus mashup and some more stuff at the end of the show, so stick around. Brian, play a song now, though. We need a song. Yes. Uh, We're going to Los Angeles for uh, a quartet called The Gooms. G-O-O-M-S. Like spelling grooms without an R. Or rooms with a G. I don't know. There's, There's lots of things ways i could explain how this is spelled uh their brand new album just came out this last friday been waiting for this one since april when i started getting um notified of it because i'm totally digging it. it's very very cool power poppy um trying to find a comparison uh maybe ever clear i don't know you guys listen to it let me know what you think of this um the brand new album is called laugh with a period so it's really laugh and uh it came out this last friday it's excellent here is i think the first single they released from it which is called god's target here are the gooms you say you love me and 
talk to you today about Magic Spoon. I can't believe how much I like Magic Spoon. I have to, okay, real talk here. I was skeptical because growing up as a kid, cereal was like the best thing, right? Sugar cereal. Hey mom, I want, you know, whatever sugar cereal you got. But now as an adult, can't really eat that stuff anymore. 
Can't do the carbs. Can't do the sugar. Can't do the unhealthy parts of things. You know, you're trying to trying to live better. So I open up a box of this amazing magic spoon cereal, and I can't believe how good it is. And yet, it's the healthiest thing. So I really, really like it. Um, zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net car- uh, grams of carbs in each serving. All right? Zero, 12, and three. An amazingly set of low numbers. There are four great flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. I've tried all of them. They're all really good. I think if I had to pick a favorite, though, I'm probably going with fruity and blueberry. Again, it brings out the kid in me, I guess. They taste amazing. Honestly, a little too good to be true. It's just shocking. I, I was so skeptical going in. I know I keep p- pounding on this, but it's true. It's also keto-friendly, so if that's the kind of lifestyle you're living, you're going to love this. Gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And, uh, man, I just love it. Absolutely love it. Um, the, 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 big, the big kicker for me, or the big takeaway, is you can eat and feel like you were when you were a kid and none of this stuff mattered. Didn't matter how full of sugar this stuff was. But as an adult, and as a kid now, if you got kids, they're going to love this stuff. Uh, go ahead and get it. Side note, some of the coolest art I've ever seen on a cereal box. I'm completely sold, and I am not saying that because they're sponsoring. I am saying it because I mean it. Here's what I want you to do. Go to magicspoon.com TMS, grab a variety pack and try it today, and be sure to use the promo code TMS at checkout and get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed by 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason... They'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash TMS and use that code TMS for free shipping. And we thank them again for sponsoring the show. Gonna take my horses to the old town road. I am gonna ride till I can't no more. Look at him. You look at him. He makes me sick. Wow. So intro. Much show. This is the morning stream. And we're back, everybody. Very Weezery, those guys. Weezery Pixies. A big, big comparison uh, that that I didn't even come up with. uh, Mush Potatoes in the chat room was like, oh, yes, Pixies. Great comparison. Yeah, very Pixies-ish. Pixies-like, you, you might say. Pixie-like or pixie-esque uh, is something I haven't used in a while. Pixie-esque. Everybody take a drink. I like the, t- I like the term pisky. P- pisky? <laughs> P- pixie-esque. <laughs> you know, the Pinsky file. I'm, all, I'm familiar. <laughs> Tara Lipinski also makes a, a very big appearance in uh, Kidding. The TV oh, show with Jim Carrey. Tara Lipinski. Well, that's Tara a hell Pinsky. of a cast. Out Johnny Weir. <laughs> Weird. So yeah, how's John? Uh, awesome. Catherine Keener's excellent. How, how's Jim Carrey generally? Like he's he went kind of nutty in the last few years. Is he? This is this is um this feels like a role that he was meant to play because it is, it it is very Jim Carrey in the fact that he's man. It kind of goes from one extreme to the other mm-hmm. as far as uh, being really positive and cheerful at one moment and then being just kind of dark and uh, yeah. Um. So is he? Is he? Moody. Is it very? Is it obviously like, hey, this is like a Mister Rogers type? Like you're you're meant to yes. see him as that. Yes, okay. and he is, and he, you know, by all uh, by all measurements, he is kind of a he is a Mister Rogers type. He's 
he is the guy that you want Mr. Rogers to be off camera where he's like, oh yeah, this isn't just, just, um, so it's uh, not some kind who of who I am when the cameras are rolling. He's not murdering people at night or anything weird like that. Like it's, <laughs> you'll just have to watch, <laughs> it. Have to watch it. No, he's not, he's not murdering people at night. Okay. I like that you hesitated because it sounded like maybe he murders people at night. There's a uh, there's there's a dark there's a few dark moments that somebody being that positive might have to allow for if they if they bottle things up or compartmentalize or fair enough or things like that, which is a which is a great lead into Wendy, although she's an on yet. Yeah, but, um, I, I, she's she just sent me a text that says, "Oh my gosh, stall for one minute." I had something come up, and I said, "Okay, we're stalling for oh, one yeah, minute." No not we're a vamping. Problem. We're vamping. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, they're half hour episodes, two ten ten episode seasons. This is something you can watch in a in a couple weekends. Yeah. Um. So good. So so good. So here's a uh, here's a quick email from Jeff Sire. You know our old pal up north, Jeff Sire. Yeah, oh, I love this email too. Yes. Yeah, he says. Uh, Scott and Brian, a very brief political question with a short setup. I personally feel like Scott has expressed, or I personally feel like Scott has expressed that the best system is uh, in the middle and borrows elements from everything else. I, I am definitely a centrist in mm-hmm. pretty much every way. Mm-hmm. Um, I like our socialized healthcare here in Canada, but also think that bureaucracy ultimately breeds more bureaucracy. I also agree with him there. Mm-hmm. I agree with a lot of libertarian ideas, but I also think. Um, Sorry, and think that I know how to spend a dollar on myself than the government knows how to spend a dollar on me, meaning he's better at doing it. Uh, so listening to that piece on Action Park in Recommendals yesterday made me wonder this. Someone who is a hardcore, all-in libertarian, like Brian Brushwood, he says. Brushwood's pretty libertarian. He is. Um, how does he feel about a place like Action Park? This place obviously had zero regulatory oversight. Mm-hmm. and was just uh, left to do whatever they wanted. Is this a libertarian success story in the loss, uh, in that the lawsuits put it out of business and the market corrected itself? This might be a little too serious for the show, but it made me wonder, Jeff. I don't think it's too serious. I mean, it's an interesting question. I don't know if I'm yeah. equipped to answer it except to say... I think that I think that Schwood would be in favor of it as long as his kids weren't going there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like that's sometimes that's how we get about stuff. Like I, the fact yeah. that it existed is great because now we get to talk about it. They have this cool documentary. Like there's a there's a reason to look at it and go, oh man, that would never happen today. But I'm glad it happened so we have this cool documentary. Like I I can feel that way and at the same time say, yeah, if there was a place like this now, I don't want my kids at this. Like why would right. I want them to go to this? Yeah, for sure. But uh, you know, and if people, if, you know, if pe- people, the way I'd look at it is any, any historical record, like you're meant to learn from it. So mm-hmm. you can look at something like this and look at the lawsuits, the people who are injured. I guess there were some deaths. There were deaths. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That sort of stuff. And you can say, yeah, probably not a thing we should do. But I'm no, I know there are people who, who probably would answer this question. Hell yeah, it should just exist. Let the mm-hmm. market decide. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's people like me where there's like, yeah, but maybe just a little bit of, right, exactly. Maybe there should have been at least one adult present during right. the, uh, but <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go too far over and go every moment of everything should be watched carefully and made to be as sure. innocuous as possible. Like, I don't want to go that far either. So I, I, I use the, I use the phrase, uh, what would Ron Swanson do? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we know what he'd do because he was a hardcore libertarian. He was hardcore libertarian, yeah. exactly. He was a schwitty. He was a schwitty. Yeah, he had a schwitty. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <coughs> wow. Oh, right. hi, Wendy. How hey, are Wendy. you? 
It's per- <laughs> perfect timing. Right. We were talking about how libertarians are different than others. That's all. <laughs> That's all that was. You know, our, our brother claims to be a libertarian, but he's more of a conspiratorian. So, it's, uh, well, I think uh, libertarians are. Uh, well, yeah, I find it interesting because I think on one hand, there's this like tr- distrust of people. That's yeah. partly why you're a libertarian. Sure. And then how could you possibly expect things to go well when that means you must actually trust people? It throws me off. Yeah, there's a right? little bit. Of, it's a little bit of a conflict there. I agree. It's hard because there's there. I have tendencies in this direction. And whenever I take those tests, you know, like what yeah. what political affiliation are you? It always tells me libertarian always. So it'll say, oh, you would vote for Ron Paul or whatever. Um which isn't true necessarily, but but it always thinks that's me. So I clearly have some leanings toward, yeah, let the market decide or, you know, free and open markets, not too much regulation. Like I, I am, I, I, you know, I like that, but I'm not the idea that you could have a theme park where all rules are off. Anything mm-hmm. can happen. Loop to loop water slide. Like that's just insane. <laughs> jumping off of walls into you know, simultaneously onto the kids down below swimming in the in the water. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so my centrist, I, I'm happy in my centrist space. I like being here. It's where I want to be. Uh, Wendy, it's good to have you here. And uh, it's my sister, everybody. She's uh, Her name is Wendy Ann Dunford, and she's awesome. She, <laughs> she was just here in the Valley two weeks ago. Boy, good timing, by the way, because now your niece just had a C-section. Uh, we had hurricane force winds the other day that caused half the city to fall apart. Yeah. So well done. You missed it by that much. Please. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so bad. It was bad. Not 112 yeah. miles per hour was clocked downtown. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Downtown? That. That's hurricane force wind. Like we're lucky Man. we didn't have buildings go down. We got pretty good uh, earthquake code here, so uh, that probably helped. Right. But uh, your old beautiful trees are all. Yeah. Like 200 year old trees, <laughs> all down there in the avenues. Like that stuff has been there for <laughs> long before we got here. Bang, boom, done, out. Uh, it's awful. Anyway, it uh, doesn't matter because we're not here to talk about that. When he comes on the show <laughs> on Thursdays, we talk about mental health issues. Often it's your emails that we answer. And today it's one of those. I'm going to read this email from an anonymous uh, writer, inner, writer, inner. <laughs> Is that the right term? It's a writer, inner. Anyway, <laughs> a writer, inner. Says, hi, friends. Not a super serious topic, but my fiance is trying to give up vaping and his nicotine addiction. Was wondering if Wendy had any tips on how to be a supportive partner during the transition. Part of me feels guilty because I am basically forcing him to do this for health reasons, but I know uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be the best thing for both of us. Uh, email me if you need any follow-up. Uh, just thought this might be semi-interesting for discussion. I uh, love you guys. We actually, I actually did send an email out with some follow-up questions that I didn't get an answer to, so we, we don't. There's uh, some additional info Wendy was open for that we didn't get, but we can, we can kind of navigate around that. <laughs> Um, what do you think, Wendy? Because I've got friends right now trying to. I have a, a specific friend. I won't name names because probably doesn't want me to. But uh, trying to give up smoking after twenty years of it, and it feels, and it feels like that's the way to go, right? Because you go from you quit smoking by maybe starting vaping, but then with vaping, you have the ability to turn down or or buy mixes that have less and less nicotine in them as opposed to yeah you, you can can't wean. buy cigarettes that have less nicotine <laughs> right you can <laughs> wean off of it and like cigarettes where it's like oh i'll only i'll only smoke two packs today okay tomorrow i'll only smoke a smoke a pack right. i mean it's a form of right. weaning but it's not the same so um yeah. yeah it's interesting but anyway so uh where do we want to go with this one where do we go wendy 
Did we lose her? Oh, no, you're right there. I thought we lost her. We lost her at Ween. We lost her at Ween. No. Jamie. So the question is, how do I be a supportive partner during the transition? So the follow-up I wanted to know was, give me an example where you thought you were being supportive and it backfired. Because so often we have this idea of that supportive, well, and everyone does this. Everyone believes their version of supportive is the right version because it would be supportive for you or whatnot, right? So right. when you ask this question, so nicotine addiction is one of the strongest addictions out there, right? And part of that has to do with we actually have nicotine receptors in our in our brain. Mm. Like we're built to be addicted to that stuff mm. and some more than others. Um, and so it's really, really hard. And I don't think anyone, unless they have done it themselves, ought to talk about you know, do it how hard it is like me. I have no idea, but I do understand a little bit about the, the science of it. And it's really, really difficult. And you're going to be really, really grumpy. And I don't know about any of you, but if has your wife ever had PMS or have you ever had, um, you know, when I quit sugar, flu, I was, I was, uh, coating sugar. Yeah. We all have our moments, right? Yeah, We're biologically, yeah. there is something going on that is making us very hard to live with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So that's, that's true. probably what she's referring to. And that's not even counting like outside factors that can play into that. Like if you're you're trying to quit smoking or quit doing uh, quit your nicotine addiction during a time where that addiction is actually giving you some level of solace when there are yeah. outside stressors coming in. Like it's even harder now. Like trying not to be an alcoholic or uh, a, a 12 pack a day smoker or whatever. I don't know if anyone smokes 12 packs, but in 2020, it's pretty hard. In 2020, is pretty hard, right? Those are your vices yeah. to get away from things. It'd be like telling me I can't play a video game during this whole year. Like, forget it. I need it, you know? And, and think about that for a moment. That's really what is happening is you're picking what if I feel like there's a movie where it's like, this is the, not the time to quit. <laughs> I don't know. But oh, yeah, it's airplane. Airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I picked, exactly. I picked the wrong day to give up smoking. Yeah. yeah. And it gets exactly. progressively worse and it's eventually sniffing glue or whatever. Yeah. 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 Oh, that is funny. That is deep <laughs> in the recesses of my brain. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So that, that idea is that this is, shouldn't be easy. It's going to be hard. What you think is supportive. And, and that gets to maybe the gist is, you got to find out what is supportive for them. And that's tricky to find out when they're grumpy, right? Like when they're already grumpy and you're like, what can I do? There's like, get away from me. And then later it's like, why did you come to me? I mean, you're not going to win. This is, that's maybe the mindset you come to is I'm not going to win. And I do need to check in with them on what they find helpful and not simply do. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of an, of a good example when you're feeling crappy and someone is just like, okay, let's go to the mall and get your nails done. Well, if that doesn't do it for you, in fact, that would make everything worse for me. I, that was literally the last thing I would ever want to do. <laughs> yeah. That's why it but came Tiffany to my head. Might be, yeah. Tiffany might be playing, having an impromptu concert. Oh, in the man, court. Tiffany. I don't want to miss that. I think we're alone now, right? Right. And so you're thinking <laughs> this will pull you out of the mood. Now, honestly, obviously, we keep doing stuff like that because sometimes it is effective, right? Sometimes... Mm-hmm. Right. Well, now we watch Tiffany and I weirdly feel better. Okay. I wouldn't have predicted that. <laughs> mm. So it's talking to your partner about what could be, and, and don't pick a time they're grumpy. I know that's hard when they're quitting, but maybe they vape and then you have a conversation <laughs> where you're like, okay, so what's the best way for me to help you? Because here's where it boils down to anyone changing a behavior that is primarily 
seems like it's their thing, right? So he's vaping, you're not. Mm-hmm. He's trying to quit smoking, you're not. Yeah. Um, is that it? Then too much, too much focus is on that person's behavior, willpower. You know, like all of those things. They're they're kind of the the center of it. And so you have to be extra careful. If it was mutual, like we're both quitting smoking, um, mm-hmm. you could support each other maybe slightly different ways, and hopefully, you know, <laughs> grab the grab the pack from the other or whatever, and you have the right to do that. But when it's not, it's just one person. You got to be really careful that it's not about shame or it's not about control. So a a question I would have for this couple is, is there any dynamics of he feels I'm getting, I don't know what genders I'm talking about, but he, he's a smoker. She's not is what I'm saying. I don't know. Was that right? Anyway, that wait, he's, he's quitting or no. Yeah. He's he's the smoker. Doesn't sound like she doesn't sound like she's. Yeah. She's not smoking. She's just helping. Okay. So she just wants to know how to be supportive. So getting to this point of like, um, is there anything in the relationship where she he also feels like she's been controlling? Mm-hmm. So, for example, how he does the dishes or, you know, any other <laughs> how maybe the dishwasher, how he loves the dishwasher or, you know, those types of things like is, is this feel like another thing she's just trying to control. So she has to be extra careful about stuff like that if that's already maybe in the pantheon of things they mm-hmm. experience together. Um or him, you know, like you kind of look at the the whole picture and go, all right, where are where are booby traps here? Because they're they're everywhere in some of these moments, right? Our stuff comes to the forefront when we're particularly stressed or anxious, and again, trying to to break a habit that that's this difficult to break. Um, and we don't want to make it about you and your relationship. Yeah. So that's the point my, that I'm getting to. Right? Is we don't want it. Tra- his anger about you know, his nicotine deprived brain being about your relationship because that doesn't do anybody any good. Right. So be aware of those issues and also just check with them about what is the most supportive thing and plan for setbacks. Right. Oh, that's interesting. For- I've never, what does that mean? Like if you say plan for setbacks, like let's say they one day go and they, and they vape 400 bags of i don't know how vaping works but Uh whatever they do that's exactly right so they do so when they do that like (laughs) how would you plan for that because you're you're planning to not be as mad are you saying or are you planning to be yeah prepare your prepare your mindset so that you don't kick yourself even if if you're even uh if you're the one who's trying to quit Mm -hmm. you know that there are going to be days it's like oh i just had to have that rice krispie treat or i needed to have that you know it's and you're 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 tapping into the the reality of how the brain works with deprivation and it a very obvious one is with dieting right mm-hmm. so with if i tell myself i can't have something it's it's like there's a team of engineers in your brain like oh yeah well everything <laughs> now will be to get that right. done oh let's see if we can let's see if we can make you want it even more yes yeah, yeah, and absolutely will because mm-hmm. we are survivalists yeah. and if we are without food. I mean, look at toilet paper in March of 2020, right? Everyone went, <gasps> what will I wipe my butt with? And so mm-hmm. then they went nutso. And you, it wasn't logical in so many ways. But what's very logical is that it is a biological biological drive to, to avoid scarcity, right? To mm-hmm. have enough to survive. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so think about that with the nicotine, with a cupcake, it's if it's forbidden, the system goes, 
yeah, no, we need that to survive. So now it's a survival response, which good luck fighting that, right? Mm -hmm. So part of quitting any kind of substance abuse, specifically with nicotine, right, is that learning how to self-soothe, learning how to manage your stress in different ways, all of those things are going to benefit that the act of stopping because, you know, cigarettes are so often used as stress relief. And I don't, I mean, it sounds like maybe they've been using for a long time. So that has been a tool in their tool tool belt for a long time. And suddenly they don't have it. Well, then you've got to develop some other skills to handle some of that stress. Right. Right. Um, So that's a big deal to, to not be perfectionistic and no mistakes. And, you know, it's cold Turkey, all or nothing that, that does not lead to success. Maybe a personality does better that way sometimes, but for the most part, it kicks our brain into survival mode and, it will fight like it's fighting a tiger in order to get a cigarette. There is a there is um, a part of us that's like uh, the idea of cold turkey. Anything sounds noble and brave and all or nothing, and you know, mm-hmm. like there's something about that that you that you intrinsically admire. But in practice, it feels like that's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and there's you know. a willpower myth that willpower is this like some people have more and they're morally better. Or something but we know that willpower is finite right like you can crack every single person for the most part at some some there's a level mm-hmm. um before death well you'll probably crack them i mean i'm sure there's brave i don't know soldiers or something but they've had that sort of parts of them broken down before that moment right it's just the average one of us will be like fine i'm gonna eat that whole thing right now or mm-hmm. you know whatever so our willpower has its limitations and a big component of that is our biology, right? If I'm fully rested (laughs) and I've had plenty of nutrition and I'm feeling good and then I have to use a little willpower for something, much easier. And that's why airplane is correct and 2020 is a hard time to stop. (laughs) We're all, you know, whether or not we're getting enough sleep, we all feel like we're unrested. (laughs) So true. It's so true. So um, there's that. And then there's just one other thought I had about this um and this might be crazy and this is more like for him this isn't answering her question um but this makes me laugh so hard because abe goes to high school he doesn't go now because he goes to high school in our basement so that's fun but anyway when he used to attend a high school um kids would go in the bathroom and vape you know back in the day when you would smoke in the bathroom yeah yeah. but they go in the bathroom and vape and so every freshman that he knew last year they were freshmen just would hold it come home and pee like racehorses because they had they just wouldn't go to the bathroom all week because you go in and it's just full of the the puffy whatever mm-hmm. the cloud. kids yeah, yeah. and uh-huh. the bathrooms always smelled like cherry and urine yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah that was the thing <laughs> when when simon was living here because he was vaping and it would just drive tina and i nuts because it was like this captain crunch crunch berries smell mm-hmm Oh, so, so you do it in the bathroom and it smells like urine. So my, my suggestion for <laughs> this guy is to start to associate vaping smells with, with bad smell. Cause that's part of why vaping mm-hmm. is so dangerous, especially for young, young kids is because it's, it's like having pot and a brownie. I can eat a pan of brownies. You guys, that's a lot of pot depending on how much is in it. Mm-hmm. But if I have to smoke, it, it's going to take a lot longer. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the dosage and all of that stuff and, and, and with nicotine or sorry, with vaping, 
is it's like candy and it's, you, you just, the measurement of it, right, is tricky. So he's probably not in that category because he's obviously trying to quit and using vaping to do so. But, right. you know, there's there's ways. In fact, uh, uh, Scott, I don't know if you were in the conversation with Becky, our sister-in-law smoked for how many years? Oh, long 30? time, 30 years, yeah. Yeah, and so she vaped for a good while and then it was able to wean herself off and the, she tried everything everything, everything. And I asked her like, what was the final, like what really helped? And I thought it would be the tapering with vaping because I just assumed vaping would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. They call that that vaporing, by the way. Just kidding. They don't. Vaporing. (laughs) Are you kids over there vaporing? You're vaporing. (laughs) Tapering, vaporing. What's the difference? Anyway, sorry. So I asked her what it was and this is awesome. She said, my doctor who she goes, I'm she goes, I'm pretty sure was also a stripper in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She's like, I know she lived two lives. There's no way she didn't. Okay. Just the way she looked. Anyway, she said that doctor did the her greatest service to her. She said, she's just staring at her one day in her visit. And she goes, what are you doing? She goes, I'm just memorizing your face. She's like, why? She's like, because... I've memorized everyone's face who's died from smoking. Oh, and I just, Jeez. it's like I have a little wall in my head and, and you're going to go on that wall. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. Hardcore, right. Dude. And she goes, she goes, there's something like, like having a hooker tell you they're going to see you dead. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No kidding. It was really funny. Anyway, she said it absolutely like to her core. It was the first time anyone said anything that helped her really motivate her. And then she used the vaping to, to slowly get off. What happened with the vaping that was helpful though, and I think this is true for me as a non-smoker, I would much rather see a puff of vape than a puff of smoke because I can't smell one and I can smell the other, mm-hmm. um, is she gets absolutely nauseous when she smells smoke now. Before it would just kick in a craving, right? But oh, slowly so vaping yeah. has has changed. And, and again, you know, the, our olfactory bul- bulb in our brain is really close to our memory and, you know, the, the hippocampus, that area that's emotion and memory. And, you know, we don't we can't pinpoint everything, but they're neighbors, yeah. which often means similar blood flow and maybe some shared neurons. And so that's why when we have memories or, you know, whatever, it can be a smell can tr- trigger that. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously smoking, if smoking, what it does to our brain is just makes you feel a thousand times better. Mm-hmm. and relaxed and capable of like handling the rest of the day that's associated with smell so if you want to get a little urine cherry go to any high school <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's really true so so getting away from the smell of cigarettes and it you know can can also be good so vaporing to taper is is not a bad bet we just want mm-hmm. wife girlfriend which whatever she is to make sure she's supportive and not because it will backfire by being, we think supportive is like, like rehab or something. You got to force. No, like a, like some kind of, you gotta, she's got to figure out ways to reward and not punish. Yeah. Yeah. And, and going back to this, expecting it to not go well. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, this is very common when we're in willpower mode and we're just like, I got this. And then any hiccup is, you know, every you've fallen off the wagon, that's it. And then you're just spend three months doing whatever, right? That's the deprivation mind model, right? If I'm in deprivation and then I eat one cookie, 
I might as well eat all of them, right? Because mm-hmm. we're built to do that. So yeah. plus, we- it, plus it hides the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. If Ernie taught me anything on Sesame Street, it's that if you keep nibbling away on the cookie until it's gone, Bert will never notice it was there in the first place. <laughs> That's what I learned from Sesame Street. That's right. Yeah. And then you throw the bag away in the neighbor's trash. It's, right. it's, I've got this down to a science. Yeah. Well done. Well so, done. So then you just got to like just plan for it to not go very well and to take a long time. <laughs> yeah. And that like lowering your expectations a little bit by, but still being supportive. So now you're not also dis- he's not also disappointing you. And that's hard to do people. We do this all the time. Our, you know, our interconnectedness means I have expectations of you and you're failing to meet them. Yeah. Um, and if we can remove as much of that as possible, that would be helpful. I think, yeah. For and a follow up on this would be awesome. Let us know if this was helpful and how the process is going. And we hope that he's able to kick the habit and that you no longer have to sit there and groove on it when he blows smoke out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You just got to let it. Get a little urine pack. I swear it'll change your life. <laughs> it'll change everything. Urine pad. Oh. That's the answer to life. Urine patch. Urine patch. Oh, patch. <laughs> patch. I don't oh, know. So I like said pack. But... Yeah. Okay. I thought you said pad. Brian heard pack. I don't know how this, pack. I don't have vaping even works. Is it a cartridge? Yeah, <laughs> neither of you do apparently. It's, yeah, it's like a little, uh, it's like a little um, squeeze bottle of, of uh, juice that you squeeze in the thing. It's almost like a, what have I, do I have anything like this? Like a, like a lighter fluid. Kind of like these little bottles of um, oh. uh, 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 essential oil bottles, diffuser, essential oil oh, diffuser okay. stuff. Yeah. But it's okay. got like it's more of a plastic bottle, a squeeze bottle you squeeze into the yeah into the thing. Yeah, yeah. and then because because and then some of them I, I think do have cartridges, but those are expensive, right? Those are those like, are expensive. I think jewels jewels I think do cartridges. Yeah, so you know, fancy. it's a uh, Simon was always about refilling your vape. You yeah. Got to refill it, and then he'd spill that crap all over the basement. Yep. And then everything and smelled smell like, like Captain Crunch berries. Oh, <laughs> smell like Captain Crunch. It smelled like Captain Crunch farted down. Oh, that's so Ew. that's so sickly sweet that oh. that mm-hmm. when you say Captain Crunch berry, all I think of is like pure yes, sugar. Exactly. Blah. Don't you also feel the roof of your mouth being cut up? That's A little bit. <laughs> I don't think I think about that. Yeah, with Captain Crunch, it smells. It basically smells like the milk tastes after <laughs> a bowl of Captain oh, Crunch foul. berries. Foul. That's foul. That's so yet, gross. Not foul enough. You not foul enough. No. PC, no. no the, <laughs> but then you throw the urine in there. Yeah. And you get the pee in there, and then everything changes. That's what I say. That's well, right. all right. Exactly. Let, let us know how it goes. Uh, Wendy, anything we want to mention about realsteps.org? Any uh, no, but let me say one last thing about nicotine. So you can get your DNA tested, right? Um, so no. we did that. Are you asking us? No. <laughs> and one of, the, one of the things they sent back was... Um, if you had the allele or whatever the predisposition to have more of those nicotine um, receptors. binding receptors. Yeah. yeah. And so Adam did, he had, he's in oh, the category weird. of like, it would be incredibly addictive for him to, to smoke wow. cigarettes. And I didn't, weird. not that we've tried to figure out if that's true in real life or not, but that would be interesting. I sorry. I just want to throw that last thing in. It'd be interesting to, to look at, Maybe to one day your, when to know your yeah, level of of uh, nicotine receptors. Totally, I'd love to know that. Yeah, I'd like to right. know. Like, would I be an alcoholic if I drank? Would I? Oh, uh, for sure. I get freaking high on a child's dose of Dramamine. Yeah, so same, no. Same. <laughs> I would be the Johnson. The it, Johnson genes are strong with like way. Oh, we this. My dad couldn't take a Tylenol without feeling weird. Like it just. Mm-hmm. We have a sensitivity to drugs and artificial hoo ha. 
that just throws Yeah, us. it's bad. So if yeah. we ever go to the hospital, we have to be like, easy on the anesthetic. Yeah. Don't <laughs> give me any of those Percocets because you don't want oh, another opioid addict in your lives. <laughs> I had anyway. morphine once in an ER and they, she barely gave me any. And I was like, I'm sorry Loopy. if I sound like a drug addict, but I need more of that. <laughs> yeah. Give me some more of your morphine. I had this happen it's with- awesome. uh, be, uh, no. But I mean, what my point is this. One day, maybe, maybe, maybe if the- planet doesn't light on fire and explode mm. um maybe we'll have a little more personalized medicine in the future and it would be fascinating because i know in mental health we this is new and we're trying to get better at this but we have enough data on who does well on certain medications and then we have you know their genes so yeah. we can look at so i have a client who can see if i try prozac what's the likelihood of it's going to fit well with me genetically and right you know, and then others. And so certain drugs work better with certain bodies. And so nicotine is no different. So it'd be interesting if these two got those tested and she had nicotine things off the chart and he didn't or vice versa. Yeah, that would be interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, we're we're getting there. That was that last, last little bit. Science, everyone. Science. Uh, (laughs) All right, Wendy, have a fantastic week and uh, we'll do this again next week. I can can hardly wait. Thank you. All right. Oh, realsteps.org is where you guys can go and learn more oh, about yeah. what Wendy's doing these days. Ugh, we had hiccups for some reason. I don't know why. All right. <laughs> I need to. What, what's your, uh, give me a, what's your trick for oh, recommendation for getting rid of the hiccups? Yeah. What do you do? Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause, uh, there's the old thing of like, all right, you, you know, you take and you drink a thing from, you drink water from the other side of the, uh, the other side of the glass. Right, you tip, you basically bend over and drink like you're inhaling oh, it. Oh, like you're there's yeah. um, breathing into a paper bag. There's a spoonful of sugar. There's wait, I've actually, never found out. you telling me about the upside down glass made it stop. I'm not. <laughs> That's really what it takes. It's just thinking about doing that. Okay, yes. just mental suggestion. Wow, weird. Oh, AV, AV Tech John posted WebMD's hiccups treatments. I'm guessing. By the way, if you have hiccups, you're going to die. If you're going to die. First of all, we need to let you know that it could be 18 forms of cancer just so we don't get lawsuited. That's right. But really. You know what's funny? What triggers uh, hiccups with me guaranteed? Mm. Jalapeno. Oh, interesting. If I have jalapeno, like a slice of jalapeno uh, on my pho, yeah. which I absolutely love a slice of jalapeno on my pho, um, <laughs> then I start uh, uh, I start getting hiccups immediately, and Tina always laughs like, "Okay, well, you do it every time, Brian. That's you hilarious. Do it to yourself. That's weird. I, I used to get um, my ears would plug when I would uh, eat not chipotle. Was it the sauce that's like chipotle? It's chipotle sauce, sure, not like the Tabasco. restaurant. Yeah, not the ras- restaurant, but actual anything labeled chipotle version yeah. I mean, of Tabasco. Tabasco makes a great chipotle. Yeah, and that stuff, Tabasco. and that yes, then yeah. that's the stuff. If I eat any of that. Put it on a wing or whatever. I, no, I get my ears get plugged up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's definitely some allergy thing there. Yeah, wow, it's really weird. I can't hardly hear anybody for like ten minutes. I don't like it. Huh. So Crazy. I don't. I don't yeah, do so here are the things the WebMD says. Yeah. Hold your breath and swallow three times. <laughs> Breathe into a paper bag. Drink right. a glass of water quickly. Swallow a teaspoon of sugar. Pull on your tongue. Ew. What? I, I with, what? With what? With what? Your hand? With your hands, Scott. Oh, ah, my God. It's, it's, the, it's Scott's favorite combination of tongue and finger uh, con- connection. Uh, that sounds horrible. The idea of me grabbing my own tongue with my f- my fourth finger and my thumb sounds you could, terrible. I guess you could do it with a pair of tongues, right? Or 
I guess so. Oh, that's gross. I don't know yeah, why that's and gross. Then, uh, gargle with water. Well, those all seem pretty simple-minded, don't they? they those do. ideas. Cold. Right, home remedies on WebMD. Well, whatever it is, you explaining your thing made it go away, so I'm good now. Good. Good, good deal. Uh, I'm sure that was the It was very good. All right, I'm going to play this bonus mashup we got from Jamie. Um, it is called Poorly Remembered. It's another one of these. Oh, and fantastic. Here's what's funny. I'm like, oh, cool. His words to me were, this is where you and Brian forget things. Well, if I'm honest, it's mostly you. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Yeah, Jeez, well, cruelty! If the whatever it is, whatever the thing is, if the thing fits, whatever, what's the thing that's supposed to fit? The shoe. The, thing... <laughs> the shoe. I'm kidding. I'm kidding I know, but I was... it's funny that, that you. I see. I know. I get it. There's a good joke. You, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good. All right, here it is. I'll play it. Enjoy, everybody, and thanks, Jamie, once again. Rory Speedell. Is yeah. it Rory? That's it. Rory. <laughs> is it Beedell? Um, Bladell? Bleed? Bleed? Bleed hole? What is it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Frame rame. Frame uh, slam bame. Dang. Uh, theory of everything. With scrambled flame game. Scrame. <laughs> Why am I there? Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. Red, Eddie Redmayne. That's it. <laughs> Truman's wife from the Truman Show, whose name all of a sudden I can't remember. Oh, um, uh, uh, Mc, uh, McKinney? No, Ca- uh, Catholicism. Ooh, Kinney, Mc, Kinney, McKin- like McKinley, Captain McKinley, Corn Cobb McKinley. That's it. Corn Cobb McKinley, <laughs> or Laura Linney, maybe we'll say. That's it. <laughs> that'll do, pig, that'll do, pig. Zephyrin Cochran, I can't think of his real name. James Polk, James Bond. <laughs> I can't think of his name. James, James something. Cam, uh, Cameron. James. Flanderbean. Flanderbean. All right, move on. The one with the winemaking dudes. What's that one? Uh, sideways. Sideways. Uh, I don't think he did sideways. I thought that was. Oh, I thought that was him. Do I have that wrong? No, sideways was. Um, oh, um, uh, Quincy O'Keefe. Uh, Flynn <laughs> Mc. Farkle snuts. Any time that I think I might be able to come up with something. <laughs> Who's the lady? What was her name? Uh, that was um... Marianne Ginger. Francis McDormand. <laughs> lady Macbeth. Nope. Who? Chandler. Who was uh, Scarlett O'Hara? I should know this. Francine. Vivian Lee. Vivian yes. Lee. That's it. Uh, oh, who's the dude who played Shaggy in the Scooby Doo movies, the recent Scooby Doo movies? Oh, uh, um, um, he was in SLC Punk. Um, yeah. Uh, Broadway Phil. I don't know. That's it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Broadway Phil. Or what's his name? Jake or Blake or Flack? Who left? Uh, Flim Flam. Liam, right? Wasn't it Liam? Or? No, Liam's still there, I think. Oh. Uh, Slack. Slack. Flack, bl- Blim Flack. When, uh, blim, when Blim Flack left the band. Harry, Lewis, Neal, yeah. Zane. Yeah, Zane, that's it. Okay, all right. <laughs> Jeez Louise, where was that word? <laughs> uh, Flack from, you know, the One oh, Direction yes. kid, Flack. Yes, yeah. the kid named Flack. Yeah, the, the one with the hair, right? The one with the hair. Oh, that's amazing. Here's what I love about him doing that, is that for the most part, he doesn't, include the payoff no so it sounds like one long thing that we're trying to remember yeah. <laughs> like harry harry corn yeah. cob corn cob mcgillicuddy yeah. black once once in a while you get laura linney but the rest of them we still don't really know the answers right. to any of it exactly that was fantastic all so right good well done jamie keep those coming tms mashups on twitter if you want to follow him and if i uh, could tell the fine folks at home as per usual, if you'd like to support this show and all that we do, patreon.com slash TMS is the place to do it. It's a 
uh, newish month. If you haven't gotten in before, now you can. Even for a measly buck a month, you get extra show on Fridays. You get all kinds of daily bonus content. It's just a cavalcade of bad decisions on Brian and I's part. So go take advantage yep. of us. Patreon.com slash TMS. For everything else, it's the morning stream at G- or sorry, uh, what is it? Productpants.com slash TMS and the morning stream at gmail.com. Uh, get those uh, movie submissions in for our film festival. Yes. Um, Tuesday is our is our date. What can I tell some tell you about some stuff that's going in the box? Yeah, tell me what's going on. What's a, in the uh, box? A what's in the box? A World of Warcraft uh Griffin plushie. Whoa. Like this thing is like, you know, this big. It's like a big old Griffin plushie. Um I found a collector's item piece here. Yeah. Ryan's off finding a thing. This is uh this is this is good content. He's uh searching. He's under the floor now. Secret hideaway is where he keeps the bodies. No one knows about that. I've, I've already got it in the box ready to go. Oh, there we this, go. This. Oh. In my hands. Yeah. 2013? It's uh I, you tell me the year. It has this Obey Henry Mouse pad. Mouse pad. Oh, 2015. 2015. 2015. Yep. So a 2015 Nerdtacular gift bag with every all the contents inside it. Nice. Oh, here it is right here. Yeah, Nerdtacular 2015. Yep, there we go. One of the art, well done. art bits. That's amazing. That's great. Yes. That was the best year this, we ever had. That was an amazing year. This was a great year, yes. So yeah. that's going in there with the mouse pad, with the sticker, with the, the prints, all that stuff, um, as well as the Griffin plushie. I found some other cool things. Had some stuff sent to us. The, the Griffin plushie, and I'm blanking on the name. And unfortunately, the recycling guy just took the box away that got sent in. I can't look it back up. Oh, but no. um, anyway, uh, somebody had sent in some stuff to uh, um, to include in our prize our prize bin, and um, that Griffin plushie is going to be a big big one. Very cool. I've got some stuff to add to that box as well. So get your uh, get your short films in. Let's get this going. Yes, and just uh, a reminder: create your own ending explained, or ten things wrong with, or reaction video. Keep it to a viable link, but we're not going to put a time limit on it. Yeah. And um, and send us a link. We want to watch it. Yep. And they're due Tuesday the fifteenth, I think we said. Fifteenth so of the month, yeah. It's coming it. Tuesday, so do it this weekend. Win a prize. Get it to us, yo! All right, That's right. That's it for the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, we'll be back with a PM edition tomorrow. With uh, actually, we'll be doing apps tomorrow. So, apps. Watch for okay, that. I've got an app. And can I talk about the app that I been hooked on that you can only get if you're from Malaysia? Totally, you totally <laughs> can. Or the Philippines? <laughs> you totally can because I think the more talk that thing gets, the better likelihood yeah, of a the sooner more demand thing. people have for uh, bringing it to the states. Come yeah, on. I want that game, so let's do it. Um, all right, so there's all that. Let's do that. Uh, song, though, for now. What do you got there for a song now? How about a song? Sure. Um, this one goes out to Matt Holly. He says, I'd like to request this song for my wife, who is going to get her hip replaced today, September 10th. This will be her 18th surgery, and not even the most significant surgery. Due to our overly dark humor and the health issues that she has faced, our family saying is, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, but if it does kill you, oh, happy day. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty dark. It is pretty dark. Jeez. So his request was a cover of No One Lives Forever by Oingo Boingo um, or any other cover of Oingo Boingo. I actually don't have a cover of No One Lives Forever, which is surprising because that is that is such a great Oingo Boingo song. Um, real quick, too, while I'm thinking about it. 
uh, that prop culture show on Disney Plus, which is great. Mm. Um, the episode where uh, Nightmare Before, where he goes to find props from the making of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. So far, my favorite one of the series. Yeah. Um, features quite a bit of time with Danny Elfman. Oh, all right. I walk through Danny Elfman's weird effing house isn't he uh he's deaf now or something weird right like no he's not deaf he's just his um throat is shredded from too many years of touring and oh performing. that's what it is it was yeah. the i couldn't remember there was something he was dealing with but maybe he's losing maybe he's losing maybe there's something to that it, it wasn't brought up but now that you say that now i'm trying to wonder if there's something look it up yes, let me know i'll look it up <laughs> uh so how about another cover um, when, uh, Danny Elfman broke up Oingo Boingo, the rest of the guys, or a few of the guys got together and created something called Johnny Vato's Boingo Dance Party. And this is, uh, um, a regular occurrence out in LA or semi-regular occurrence with different vocalists and, uh, features, um, existing members of Oingo Boingo performing Boingo classics. Yeah. They released an album in 2011, an EP with a few of the songs that they perform. Here's their cover of. We close our eyes. Sounds good to me. We'll see you guys tomorrow for PM. That's only for you patrons, suckers. I mean, not you guys aren't suckers. The other people are. Unless they <laughs> sign up. If they sign up, then they're not suckers. Anyway, see you Monday if not. Bye. We close our eyes. We close our eyes in a
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. This is called tripping.